We're going to talk about mindset and more importantly, how do you change your mindset, the power of affirmations and why they don't work for some people and how to solve that. All of that and more in this episode. Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Welcome back, my friend. Today, we're going to be talking about mindset affirmations. I'm going to share a few from my list. And more importantly, if you've ever tried to use the power of affirmations in your life and were not successful, you might learn why and how to solve that issue. I do these weekly meetings on Clubhouse, at least I have been throughout all of 2021. And now here I am getting ready to enter into 2022. And currently I'm still every Wednesday afternoon at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time hosting a 60 to 90 minute room on Clubhouse where I either do ask me anythings, having powering conversations with people, coaching conversations, and oftentimes I will do something like a full-blown masterclass. If you listen to the episode before this, episode 672, that was a 10-step formula on how to achieve any goal. That was originally recorded on Clubhouse on a Wednesday afternoon at 3.30 p.m. What you are about ready to hear was recorded on Clubhouse at 3.30 p.m. on Wednesdays. The cool thing is, is of course, I am recording these locally, and as a subscriber to this podcast, you'll oftentimes get some of those master classes here in the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. But if you ever wanted to join me live, if I'm still doing these whenever you're listening to this, you get the opportunity to engage with me. You can raise your hand, you can ask questions, and it's a lot of fun. So if you wanna learn more about that, head over to mindsetanswerman.com slash clubhouse. Everything that you need to know about what I'm about ready to talk about is explained at the beginning of this recording, so I'm just gonna transfer you right now to this masterclass on mindset and affirmations. Today, we're gonna talk about the power of affirmations. And I wanna share with you a few of the affirmations from my multi-multi-page list. I have lots of affirmations. Now, if we talk about mindset, I, I do believe what we believe determines what we think. And that's really, when I think about mindset, I'm thinking about what is the standard way of thinking that I have. What is it that is my pattern? We get into these patterns of habitually doing the same actions in our lives. And we think about the fact that, you know, I don't like the results that I'm getting in my financial situation. I don't like how things keep turning out month after month when it's time to pay the bills. And if we think about, I don't like how things are turning out in my relationship with my kids. You know, it just seems like, man, I, I should, I feel like as a father, I want to show up in a different way and have a different style of relationship with my kids. But I, it seems like I keep getting this result with my children. Or 
Maybe it's your significant other, my spouse. I, I mean, I really would much prefer different results in my relationship with my spouse or whatever it is in your life. So what we got there is we want to change the results that we get in life. And for us to be able to change the results that we get in life, we have to go to the other side of the equation of what actually leads to those results. And the, what always leads to the results are the actions that we have taken. So my current relationship and and how that's going, what you know, how healthy I feel like it is, how loving it is, and all this other stuff has a lot to do with actions I have taken previously. If I consistently am taking the same kind of actions, like for example, there was a I got stuck in the early days of my business when I became full-time self-employed. I didn't realize how much I didn't know about running a business and about marketing products and services. And I was kind of freaked out and I had some feelings of inadequacy and all this other stuff. And I I was just like, ah, I just don't know what to do in all these different areas. As a result of that, I compensated for my lack of knowledge and wisdom and experience by just pure guerrilla effort. So my actions were, I'm going to invest Tons and tons and tons. Nobody will ever work harder than Cliff Ravenscraft is what I told myself. And as a result of that, my actions that I repeatedly took was I'll get up first thing in the morning. Maybe I'll slam down a a quick breakfast. I'm going to go straight down to my office and I will work, work, work. I mean, hard work. I will intensely focus on my work, work, work. Hey, you know what? I'm noticing my energy levels are starting. Oh, you know what? That's right. I should probably eat some lunch. Oh, wait, it's two (laughs) o'clock. Wow. Okay, I'm going to go upstairs and grab some food. And so I would go upstairs and my action would be I would grab some food, put it on a plate, bring it down to my office and work, 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 work. Finally, I get a call. Hey, are you coming for dinner? Yeah. I'll be right there, babe. Thank you so much. And she's cooked this wonderful dinner. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't stop focusing. I'm so close to finishing this and work, work, work. And next thing you know, the kids are done. Stephanie's done. And there's my plate sitting in the microwave ready to be warmed up or whatever. And I would go up there and I would eat real quick and say, hey, babe, do you mind if I do some more work? I really feel like if I could do this, it might help. And that was this repeated action over and over again. Well, guess what happens when those actions are taken over and over and over again? Well, it leads to very specific types of results in my relationship with my wife, in my relationship with my children, in the relationship with my area of physical fitness. So these actions are always what led to those results that I'm getting. So if I want to change the results, I've got to change the actions. Now, there's a little bit of an issue Because for me, and maybe you guys as well have experienced this, you might have some, you might be able to resonate with what I'm talking about. It's like, I know the actions I need to change. You know, I need to work less, put a little bit more margin in my life. I need to slow down and and take some time and go to the gym and get a good workout in and take care of myself physically. Those are some different actions I need to take. I know that I should probably make it a point to say every single day or at least four days a week or three days a week would be great. You know what I'm going to do? Three days a week, I'm always going to block out 90 minutes on my schedule and have an uninterrupted lunch with my wife while the kids are at school. Those would be some 
incredible actions. Now, do, let me ask you this. Given the story that I just told you, do you think that if I would have taken those actions consistently that my result of my relationship with my wife at the time would probably be different and, and maybe even improved? Do you think maybe if I would have also said, you know what, I'm never, you know what, I'm full-time self-employed. I get to choose when I work, where I work, who I work with, and all this other stuff. I have this benefit of doing these things do you think if maybe I would have made a commitment, I will never miss dinner with my family? I will always show up when dinner is served, and I will be there and a part of the conversation. And in fact, some of the actions that I'm going to do is I'm going to initiate questions with my children. How was your school today? What are some of the things that you were excited about? What are some of the things, you know, it's like, what are your plans? Did you, you know, how are things going with your friends? What if I was really engaged every night at the dinner table with my family? That would be different actions than what I was habitually doing. Would that have maybe led to some different results in my relationship with my children during that season of life? The answer to that question is yes. And so did I know that those different actions would have been something that maybe I should do or ought to do or it'd be nice to do or whatever? Of course. It's not like looking back in hindsight, it just now occurs to me those might have been some good actions to take. No, I knew that I should have done those back then. And I will tell you that there were times when I forced myself, uh, and, and when I say forced myself, it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to spend time with my wife. I've got to spend time with my wife. No, I, I used willpower to overcome some of the habitual routine and patterns of activities and actions that I was doing, such as overworking, overworking, overworking. There were times when I made a commitment to myself and and sometimes, unfortunately, I made that commitment maybe to my wife and or kids. I'm going to I'm going to make it a point to be here for this and this and this. And with pure willpower alone, I was able to get myself to take those actions for a period of time. Sometimes it might have lasted for a couple of days, very rarely, but occasionally I might be able to pull off the willpower thing for a couple of weeks. But eventually I found myself, even though I knew these actions equal better results, it seemed like if all of a sudden something unexpected occurred in my business, I now needed to go take some willful action in my business to compensate for this unexpected circumstance, and now my willpower is now needed somewhere else. And I've now taken that willpower off of those better actions and activities during lunch and dinner, for example, if we're just using those kind of actions. And now that my willpower is no longer there, you know what, for a season, I know that I have this commitment. I'm going to have lunch with Stephanie, you know, these days of the week. And I know I said I was not going to ever miss a dinner with the family. But just for this period of time, I need to get through this season. It's only going to be for a couple of days. It's only going to be for a couple of weeks and blah, blah, blah. And before I know it, I forget about the the commitments that I had made to those other better actions. Am I the only person this has ever happened to? Has this ever happened to you? Well, the question is, is how can I actually change the actions, the routine behaviors that are getting these kind of results that I don't want to have in my life without the need of willpower? 
Now, willpower is still an incredibly powerful thing, and maybe at first it might be necessary, but it's possible to eventually take away the willpower and continue on and have incredibly powerful actions that we're taking to get incredibly powerful results in our life. Different actions leading to different results, but without the need of ongoing, ever-increasing willpower. All right, so how do we do that? Well, first of all, we got to figure out that in spite of willpower, outside of the application of willpower, just striving and pushing, what is it that causes us to take the actions that we take in life? It is our mindset. It is the habitual way of thinking and feeling. It is, I'm going to say that again, it is our mindset that leads to our actions. The way that I'm defining mindset here for myself, I'm sure Webster and Miriam and all those other Oxford dictionaries, go look up what they say about mindset. I'm sure it's not too far out of alignment, but the way that I'm talking about mindset is what is my routine habit of thinking and feeling emotionally. So first of all, we have our feeling. So it's, it's our emotions. How we feel in any given moment is going to determine what action we're going to take. Now, one of the things that I can tell you is that it seems like some actions, regardless of willpower, there are sometimes I had actually chosen that powerful, better action in my life. But it's always because of how I was feeling in that moment. I happened to be feeling in a certain powerful, empowered, and, and loving, and peaceful, and content in a sense of abundance kind of way. I was feeling powerful, positive emotions, which, of course, allowed me to make a decision to take an action that is also powerful and positive and in alignment with who I feel called to be, and I felt empowered to take that time off, that 90-minute lunch break with my wife, for example, or whatever. Of course, what allowed me to do that is my thinking. My thinking is that, gosh, this great thing just happened. I had, you know, because of how hard I worked, I had just had a windfall of money. And normally, you know, let's just say my desire is to have $15,000 a month of income at the time. And normally it takes at least three and a half to four weeks right until the end of the month before I hit that milestone. But all of a sudden, what happens if all of a sudden two weeks into the month and I've already hit 15,000 and I'm looking at my schedule, I know that I'm actually, gosh, I'm on track to maybe even have a record month. Because of how I think about that situation, I am feeling pretty good and because I'm feeling pretty good, now I'm taking those more powerful actions. You might see me more consistently over the remainder of the remaining two weeks of the month. You might see me show up to lunch more often or you might see me show up to dinner more often because of I'm thinking that, wow, this everything's great. Everything's wonderful. Everything is gonna work out. And with those thoughts, I feel powerful. I feel empowered. I feel that everything's going to work out. And so because of that, I take actions that go in accordance with how I feel. Is it possible, however, to have a mindset that allows you to make those decisions in spite of those circumstances? So what if all of a sudden 
the question becomes, can I change my mindset in such a way that I will have a certain way of thinking and feeling that will allow me to make a powerful decision in spite of the situation that would normally cause me to take the less empowering action. So I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. What if my goal month to month is that I generate 15,000? And let's just say for the last three months, I've been averaging about 13,500, not quite hitting my goal for the last three months in my business. And now here I am, I just started the final week of the month. And here I am on the Monday morning, the final week of the month, and with my goal being 15,000, the last three months have been right between 13,000 to 14,000, and I haven't quite hit those goals monthly, and I'm only at $9,000. And I'm looking at all my scheduled calls that are currently there, and it looks like this might be one of the worst months financially that our business is going to have in the past five months. Now, the question is, is can I actually think and feel in a way that allows me to still take 90-minute lunches with my wife? Can I think and feel in a way that allow me to go and not miss dinner this week? Can I think and feel in a way that allow me to get up early in the morning and invest two hours in an early morning empowering morning routine that includes going to the gym and listening to some powerful empowering audio materials or reading a chapter of a book and taking a shower and preparing for my day that day? Is there a way that I can develop a mindset that will allow me to do that? Well, the mindset is all about how I think and what I'm thinking and all of this stuff, this mindset, how you think and feel is determined by, you guessed it, what you believe. What do I believe? Do I believe that my well-being is tied to a certain number of hours? Do I believe that my well-being is tied to how hard I work? Is my peace dependent upon an outside circumstance, my joy, my love, my feeling all of these powerful positive emotions, what is my belief about what it takes to feel those things? So if all of a sudden I believe that life sucks and then you die, (laughs) well, if I believe that, then I'm going to live my life in such a way that life sucks. I'm going to feel that life sucks. I'm going to feel like life's always working against me. And the only way that I can get ahead and have any potential and possibility of feeling good and having things go good, I have to work against the flow of life. I have to strive upstream. I have to keep swimming, keep, you know, keep Dory from what is that finding keep Keep on swimming, keep on swimming, whatever it is. And and you know, I've, I've just got to fight against the flow. And and every now and then I fight hard enough to where I can relax and take if that's my belief system, then that's gonna be my experience of life. Whatever I believe to be true, that will be my experience in life. When I discovered the importance of beliefs, what is it that I believe to be true? And by the way, one of the ways that I describe or define a belief, a a belief is nothing more than a thought that you feel certain is true. What happens is we're always out there expressing our beliefs all of the time. Matter of fact, I want you to be on the lookout. I'm going to ask you to to turn on your RAS, all right, and if you want to write down what is the RAS, it is your reticular activating system. It is a part of your brain that says this is important and I need to be on the lookout for it. 
I want you to start using your RAS, and I, I want you to know it's important to hear yourself every time you say, I am, or you say anything that defines your identity. So like, for example, I just recently heard somebody say, you know what, I am somebody who worries all of the time. The words I am is important or I'm. Listen to anything you say to somebody else where you start the phrase off with I or I am or I'm, all right? So these are, man, I'm just a worrier. I worry about everything and and that's just a part of me and it serves me well because I'm this profession. So if you say I'm a worrier, what you're communicating is that you believe that your identity and, and that just who you are is a worrier and what you will find is that you will consistently worry. For me, I, I try to choose empowering statements of, of my I am. I am a creator. I am powerful. I am determined. I am a goal setter and goal achiever. You know, the, these are affirmations. And so an affirmation is I'm affirming intentionally something that I believe about myself or just a belief in general. So here's an example of an affirmation. Life is always happening for me, never to me. I am the benefit of the circumstances of my life. I am not the victim of my life. These are beliefs that I have, and when I actually decide to create and write down that belief in a list, I call that an affirmation because it is a belief that I believe to be true, and I will affirm it. Occasionally, I want to come back here and I want to see this list. I want to read these statements either out loud or read them to myself, and I want to affirm, yes, this is what I believe. Now, there are plenty of people out there who don't believe in affirmations. They say it's hocus pocus, it's positive thinking, and positive thinking doesn't change anything. And there might be some ways that I can agree with some of what they're actually saying, but I think it just the blanket statement that affirmations don't work, there are things that need to go along with it in the statement of you just need some, you just need to start thinking positive. And what a lot of people think about is, well, if I just say these positive beliefs out loud, eventually I'll come around to believing them and experiencing them. For a lot of people who have, heard about the power of affirmations, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, can you share yours with me? Or, hey, let me go do a Google search for a powerful list of of affirmations. And you begin to collect your own uh, affirmations, kind of like we collected baseball cards or beanie babies or something like that. It's like, hey, here's, oh, that one's a pretty one. I'm going to add that to my affirmation collection. And then all of a sudden you might go through and you can put these on your list. You can read them. There's an app that I use, by the way, and I actually, I haven't used it in a long time, but it is an incredibly powerful app. It's called the Think Up app. So I'm going to do, I think it's thinkup.me, and I'm just typing that in to confirm. Yes, thinkup.me is the website address. You can get it on your iPhone or your Android. And what I did when I first got this app I took all of my affirmations that I had typed out in a Google document at the time, and I went in and pasted them, copied and pasted them into this app, and then it allows you to record those affirmations in your own voice. 
so you hit record, you say the affirmation out loud, it's in your own voice, you hit stop, and then you go and do the next one, you go and do the next one, and then what it does is it actually will put some background inspirational music, you can choose from different soundtracks, and it'll read you one of your affirmations, and then you can set it, it's like, okay, and then put it like a three to five second pause for me to ponder that affirmation before you play the next, and then it'll play the next one. And it can play them in order if you'd like to. Or you can tell it to shuffle them. And if you want, you can even get more advanced and you can actually attach categories. Like, okay, these are my affirmations for business. This is my affirmations for health and fitness. This is my affirmation for relationships. This is my affirmation for finances. This is my affirmation for public speaking and content creation. And and if I want, if I give all of those different categories and tag each of those affirmations for which of those categories they would apply, I could actually tell the Think Up app to shuffle all of my affirmations related to public speaking and content creation, and I could listen to those affirmations an hour before or the morning of a big talk that I'm giving or a masterclass that I'm hosting on Clubhouse or a podcast that I'm going to record later today. It's a powerful thing. However, I got to tell you, I've talked to a lot of people. I've talked about affirmations a great deal for how they can improve our mindset, our habitual thought and emotion patterns. And one bit of feedback that I've gotten time and time again is like, affirmations just don't work for me. I, you know what? I read them and it's just, you know, it, it just, I've done it. I forced myself to do it every day for 30 minutes, sometimes an hour. Every day, I did it for three weeks straight, and I gotta tell you, I saw no perceivable change whatsoever. And so I sit there, I said, huh, let me offer you a complimentary 90-minute one-on-one session. I'd like to, to help you get to the bottom of this because I'm absolutely confident that affirmations work when done right. Would you like a complimentary one-on-one 90-minute session with me? Let's talk about affirmations and we'll see where things are going wrong for you. So I get on the call with these individuals. By the way, you need to bring your affirmation list. Great, I'll bring my affirmation list. And so I said, okay, now, first affirmation on your list, read it to me. And And so they read it. And I said, okay, on a scale of one to 10 right now, gut feeling, deep emotional connection to that statement. On a scale of one to 10, how true is that statement? And it's like three. Huh, okay, read me the next statement, the next affirmation on your list. Life is always happening for me, never to me. I am always the benefit of the circumstances of my life, not the victim. And then I was like, oh, that man, you must have got that. Where did you get that? I got that straight from you, Cliff. It came out. I copied and pasted it from the workbook (laughs) from Free the Dream. Great. That's awesome. Now, let me ask you this. On a scale of one to 10, how emotionally do you believe and feel and know that that statement is true, that that is absolutely true for you? On a scale of one to, oh, dude, that one's a one. Huh. Look through your list, scan your list, find one that you didn't get from me that you, you you kind of found somewhere else. And so they'll read to me that statement. And I say, on a scale of one to 10, how certain are you that that's true? And it's somewhere, it's always between a one, two, three, four, maybe even a five. And I said, I can tell you what your problem is. The problem is, is that you are putting down on your affirmation things that you do not believe to be true and reaffirming things that you don't believe to be true is not going to help you make them true. If you want, 
you choose your top three affirmations from your list. I'll we can sit here in silence. I, I I'll I'll stay here and and hang out with you for as long as it takes. If it takes three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, doesn't matter to me. Uh, but I want you to go through your list of affirmations, and I want you to take the three that you think that if you believed them, they would have the most profound impact in your life. And so I'll have them pick their top three affirmations. And I said, now what I want you to do is I want to I want you to create a new document with these three affirmations, and I want you to set aside all of the other ones. I never want you to look at them again until you have been able to uh, get to the place where these three are actually doing something powerful for you. But I want you to make sure that these are these your top three. You feel like these, if you if if you could adopt and live your life, if these were true that you could see how it would transform your life. And I said, yes, great. What we're gonna do with the remainder of our 90-minute one-on-one coaching session here is I'm gonna help you uncover all of your beliefs that you have that tell you that that is not true. Let's talk about this. So number one, you said the first belief that you shared, that you read to me, you said it's a three out of 10. Why is it not a 10? Tell me, List all of the reasons why you don't believe this is true. And so they'll begin to tell me about some experiences that they've had, some things that that have happened in their life that, that basically said, see, this is demonstrable proof. I can demonstrate to you how this is not true. Great. Wonderful. Let me ask you, is there any place in your life where this has ever been true, ever? And, I, and it takes a little bit, and eventually they're able to say, okay, well, maybe there is this one circumstance where this, you know, this is true, but it's not, it's just like one circumstance. It's like, okay, well, let's write that, let's, let's, let's focus on that. Tell me how that happened and stuff like that. Is there any other time where this has ever happened where this has been true for you? It's like, yeah, this, this. Okay, if you were to look at outside of yourself and look at other people is there any other experience or that anyone else that you know personally that you trust that have told you something that seems to be in alignment with this it's like yeah and so what what i'm doing is i'm working with somebody and helping them uncover some of those experiences they've had in the past that seem to indicate that this is not true but I'm helping them build a case for experiences on the other side that seem to indicate it is true. Now, what I do is I work with them to knock the legs off of the stool that's holding up those examples or experiences that indicate that it's not true, meaning that I wonder if we can actually perceive those experiences in a different way. Meaning that is there a more powerful way of perceiving what's happened to you in the past in such a way that, and and this always works in in one-on-one conversation so far, I've not had a time where it hasn't, but I can take somebody who's talked about an experience that seems to be a very painful, suffering experience. They'd never wish it on anyone, and it's the, one of the worst things that's ever happened to me, and, and it's my proof as to why this affirmation is not true. And I can simply ask a series of questions. Sometimes, very rarely, but sometimes I can ask just a single question, and it all of a sudden takes out at least one of the three legs of that stool. Now, no stool can stand on its own with only two legs. 
So if there are three legs holding it up, uh, I can sometimes knock out one leg of the stool with a single question. Sometimes it takes two or three or four questions before I can actually knock out that one leg. But eventually, I can actually help that person knock out all three legs. That so that 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 example of why that belief or that statement that affirmation is not true has nothing to stand on anymore. And so eventually what we can do is we can help a person view their experiences of the past from a different perspective using some of their own values, some of their own beliefs, some of the things that they know to be true that I've learned through you know just getting to know that person and understanding and appreciating their world. It's super easy if somebody comes from you know a similar faith background that I've come to because I, I I know the standard beliefs that go along with that that have been ingrained in this person's mind, and so I can use those things to say, well, gosh, doesn't the Bible say this? Doesn't the Bible say this? Doesn't the Bible say that? And it's like, yeah, and well, do you believe the Bible? Absolutely. And and I, it's really fun when I get somebody that's like unemphatically the Bible is everything, and and I'm like, okay, so so man, you've just given me a ton, of, dude. I've got an entire arsenal of weapons against the stools that are holding up all of these false beliefs that you have. And so we knock them out one by one. And now all of the experiences, they say, well, this is why this is not true. None of those can stand anymore. I'm not actually telling them any of this. I'm asking them questions and they're telling me. And so now they have no case, they have no argument against that being true, and all they have are the existing list of examples from their own life where it has been true and from where they've witnessed it in the lives of somebody else they trust. Now all they have is a list of why it is true. And so I said, now, read that statement again to me out loud, and they'll read it. And I say, on a scale of one to ten, how certain are you that that's true? 10 out of 10. Then we move on to the second affirmation. We do this for the three affirmations. And I said, I want you to go into, they've told me they're using the ThinkUp app and it's just not working for them. I said, I want you to go in and I want you to reset the app. I want you to delete everything out. Completely start over brand new. Put these three affirmations in. Listen to them on repeat for 15 minutes a day, every day for the next two weeks. Reach out to me in two weeks and tell me what life is like. And it works every time. Now, what I'm going to do here, I want to share with you a few of my affirmations. As you're hearing these affirmations, I want you to think to yourself, rate them on a scale of one to 10. Like just gut feeling, absolutely, hands down, Cliff, that one's true for me. All right. And I, so I'm going to read them in the way that I have them written. It, you know, and it's kind of very personal. So I am statements. And as you hear it, I want you to think as of yourself, if I were saying this, how would I rate whether or not I'm a one to 10 on this? All right. So here's my first affirmation that I'm going to share with you. I am willing to feel good and have my life go well all the time. I was introduced to that affirmation, that statement in the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And when I first heard him say, he says, have you ever asked yourself, are you willing to feel good and have your life go well all the time? And I read that statement and I stopped and I said, what a ridiculous 
ridiculous statement. What am I listening to? Nobody feels good all the time. Nobody's life goes well all the time. That What a ridiculous statement. Then all of a sudden I realized he's not proposing that I'm going to feel good all the time. He's not proposing that my life is going to go well all the time. I had to go back and listen to it two or three times, and then I heard the word willing. And, and, and the question is, are you willing? It's kind of saying, if you will, if it were possible, would you choose, would you be willing to feel good and have your life go well all the time, if it were possible? And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. I am willing. I am. I, I can say that. I took a statement that no way on earth could I ever put that on my affirmation statement and say 10 out of 10, yes. I saw the word willing. I'm like, hmm, I am willing. And so I did put it on my, state, on, on my affirmation list. I am willing to feel good and have my life go well all the time. I put it in there, began to listen to it, began to recite it. I began to talk to other people about it. And now all of a sudden, this became an affirmation. And I am starting to feel good more and more every day, uh, more consistently day by day. And I'm noticing my life is going well. And then I started to ask myself, well, how long can this last? And then I began, you know, going to some of my other deep-rooted belief in biblical and, and stuff like that coming from my Christian perspective. I remember it's like, be anxious about nothing. Do not worry about anything. Do not fear. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Whatever is pure, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is good, whatever is pleasing, think on these things. Hold every thought capital. Be joyful always. Rejoice again. Pray, give thanks in all circumstances. Wow. Because I allowed myself to consistently repeat that thing, that affirmation over and over again, I actually felt like, wait a second, it seems to me like this is what I'm, this is the life I'm called to live, not just being willing to let live if it, if it happens, but I, it seems to me that that's what I, that's the life I'm called in to create for myself. So I actually went in and modified that affirmation. Today, that affirmation says, I am committed to feeling good and having my life go well all of the time. And you want to know something? That has been my experience ever since. Now, you might be asking, but Cliff, are you seriously, your life going well all the time? Have you never gotten sick? Yeah. Back in November for two weeks, I got COVID. It was a pretty severe case. I ended up in the emergency room. Quite literally, was at a place where it's like, hmm, you know what? If this doesn't start turning, because I waited for five days before, at least five days before I went to the emergency room, and find, and that was on a Sunday, and I'm like, I can't wait until Monday to go to the doctor. And I was literally at a place where intuitively inside, I said, if I put off getting looked at and given some sort of treatment protocol rather than just sitting here, I might end up one of those people on a ventilator and die. That That's literally what I was feeling inside. But guess what? I was still feeling good. Now, I'm not talking physically. Physically, I was not feeling good. But I had peace. 
my joy wasn't gone. And I and I had already come to a mindset kind of place in my life where I've lived an incredibly powerful life. I'm thankful for the life. And if this were the end of the adventure that is life for me, well, then I'm so grateful and thankful for it. I sense that it's not. I'm going to go get, I'm going to go seek some treatment and hopefully, and I expect that I'm going to get beyond this in a couple of weeks and certainly within a month or two, I'm going to be back to doing the things I normally feel called to do in this world. But I'm also at a place where I'm at peace. If it's my time to go, it's my time to go. And you know, what happens to my wife and kids if I'm gone? They're strong people. They're led and guided by the Spirit of God just as much as I am. They'll figure out how to get through life without me. In fact, I'm not sure that they depend on me as much as I think they do. So it's all good. That's just, this is what mindset is. And and how did I get here? It's through all of these affirmations. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to move on to affirmation number two. And I again, as you hear the statement, I want you to judge for yourself, where am I on a scale of one to 10 with believing this is true. So here it is. It's not what happens that determines your experience, but what you think about what happens. Change the quality of your thinking and you will change the quality of your life. How true do you believe that statement is? So let me explain to you what I think about and and how I picture this in my mind. It's not what happens that determines how good I feel. It's not what happens that determines whether or not I'm experiencing peace. It's not what happens that determines whether or not I feel fulfilled. It's not what happens that determines whether or not I feel worth, you know, a sense of worth, a sense of confidence. It's not what happens that determines whether or not I feel secure. It's not what happens that determines whether or not I feel a level of certainty that things are going to work out. So when I think about experience, I'm thinking about all of those things. So it's not what happens. It's not the situations. It's not the bank account. It's not about income. It's not about how many clients. It's not about whether or not I've, I was successful in the latest sales proposals that I've made. It's not whether or not my wife and I are in complete harmony in our current situation about us uh, in discussion and, and how we feel about a, a particular uh, situation that we're thinking about pursuing or something like that. It's not what happens that determines how I'm going to feel or experience life. It's about what I think about what has happened. It's about what I think about what how much money is in my bank account. It's about what I think about how my sales results are with that latest launch or promotion or marketing effort. It's what I think about what happens that determines how I feel or the quality of my life. So if I change the quality of my thinking, I will change the quality of my feeling in life. Just ask yourself, where am I on a scale of one to 10? If that's what this affirmation is dating, I'll read it one more time in full. It's not what happens that determines your experience, but what you think about what happens. Change the quality of your thinking and you'll change the quality of your life. Affirmation number three that I've decided to share with you today is most people are over-obligated and under-committed. I'll say that again. 
Because and my affirmation continues, it doesn't stop there. But I just want to say that again, just for the weight of that statement. And think about these words. Most people are over-obligated and under-committed. This affirmation for me continues on. It says, I desire to eliminate and avoid all things that feel like obligations. And I will be intentional about the commitments I make. I'm going to read the whole thing one more time. Most people are over-obligated and under-committed. I desire to eliminate and avoid all things that feel like obligations, and I will be intentional about the commitments I make. Now, there are actually two separate statements. Chances are most people will agree 10 out of 10 with statement number one. If you've been walking this planet for any period of time, you absolutely know that most people, not all people, but most people are over-obligated and under-committed. Now, that has nothing to do whether or not that's you or not, but 10 out of 10, I think most people will agree, most people are over-obligated and under-committed. Now, the question is, is do you acknowledge that? Do you know that? Do you witness that? Do you see that? And then the question is, in in spite of what most people are experiencing when it comes to obligations and commitments, how do you resonate with the second part of the statement? I desire to eliminate and avoid all of the things that feel like obligations to me, and I will be intentional about the commitments I make. When I'm thinking about this, when I'm pondering this affirmation, I like to ask myself, am I currently doing anything where I feel like, oh, man, I have to do that? Uh, it's, it's like, I, I evaluate. Is there any, it's like, hmm, it, I, it's, it's great to have a desire. And by the way, I can see myself modifying this in the future to where I'm committed to eliminating and avoiding all all things that feel like obligations. That might be a more powerful affirmation. By the way, that I could actually put that in there and I could say that I'm still 10 out of 10. Matter of fact, uh, well, I'm not going to change it here because this is I'm not reading it from my affirmation listed, so it wouldn't change it over there. But I am committed, and I am. I am absolutely committed to eliminating anything and all things and avoiding any new things that would feel like an obligation. And you might think, well, gosh, Cliff, aren't there some things that you kind of just don't enjoy and that, you know, according to your values, maybe some things, it might feel like an, well, whether or not something feels like an obligation, well, that would be a situation or a circumstance, right? That would be a that would be something that's happening, and it's how I think about that thing. So I can take something that could be an obligation, but I could change the way that I think about it, and if I'm fully committed to it, I could actually see it as not an obligation, but an opportunity. You know, I'm getting ready to turn 49 years old, and, you know, it seems to be that, that the standard protocol is that once I turn 50, it seems to me like every couple years, I'm supposed to go in for one of these things called a colonoscopy, you know, and, and, and all of these other things. And they're like, that just doesn't sound pleasant. And that seems like it would be an incredible obligation to have to do such a thing. 
But I could actually view it and think about it in such a way that says, you know what, I am going to go to do, go do this because I recognize that even though I take good care of myself and I work out routinely, eat healthy foods, and I'm doing the best that I can to avoid things that, I, that are known to cause cancer and disease in the body, I recognize that some things may come up that might be outside of my control. And I think it's wise for me, given the fact that I have desires and dreams and goals of doing these things this far into the future, that there are certain cancers that if they do occur and call early, can be treated in such a way that will not impede me from being able to accomplish and create in the world the things that I desire to create. So therefore, while this may not be the most pleasant thing as far as from a physical feeling sort of way, as far as an emotional feeling about it, I'm at peace with this decision and this commitment to having this procedure done so frequently. And so again, it goes back to that, that, that builds on the affirmation of number two that I shared. It's not what happens, it's, it's about how I think about what happens. I spend more time focused on what I believe and how I think and how I feel than I do on average things that I do in my business. And because I actually take so much time for my mindset, I'm able to have a powerful mindset that allows me to feel powerful emotions. So I think and feel at high levels of positive, empowering thoughts and emotions so that even though I have drastically reduced the amount of hours that I will allow myself to physically do work in my business, the work that I do comes from a place where I have the most amount of creativity, the most amount of energy, the most amount of just flow state, so that I've gotten to the place where for the last couple of years, I only work Tuesday, I only work Wednesday, I only work Thursday, I do five 90-minute one-on-one coaching calls. I facilitate two paid 90-minute mastermind groups. I participate in one one one-hour mastermind group with my peers that I've met with since weekly since 2010. I do one podcast interview on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. And at 3.30 p.m., I'm currently committed to hosting a masterclass each week on Clubhouse. And by the way, I record, edit, and produce podcast content only when I feel inspired. That's my work week. And I've gotten to a place where when I'm doing all of this, I'm doing it from a mindset that allows me to do it in a way that there's so little resistance and so much flow and things work out so well that because of this mindset, I'm able to be more profitable in less time. And that's the life that I've created for myself. And it all started with statements that I had to actually overcome my initial resistance to whether or not those statements are true. So today, I've only shared with you three affirmations I had queued up and prepared to share with you. So number one, I am not only willing to feel good and have my life go well all the time, Today, I am fully committed to feeling good. I will take actions that are necessary. 
I will reframe the experiences that I'm experiencing in life in a way that I will associate powerful meanings of how what's just happened, this circumstance, is actually going to be for my benefit and help me benefit others in a powerful way. I am committed to doing whatever it takes to feel good and have my life go well all of the time. I'm a 10 out of 10 on that. I am a definite 10 out of 10 when it comes to this next affirmation. It is not what happens to me that determines how I'm going to feel, what my experience of life is going to be like. It is what I think about what happens. It's the way that I think about what happens. It's the way that I frame it. If I am willing to change the quality of the way that I think about my circumstances and situations, I will always have the ability to change and be in control of the quality of my experience of life. Notice how I'm able to even take these affirmations and paraphrase them as I go. Affirmation number three for the day here, most people are over-obligated and under-committed. I not only desire, but I have already done and I am committed to the elimination and the avoidance of all things in my life that feel like obligations. And I will be incredibly intentional. I will discern whether or not the next commitment I'm ready to make, am I willing to be fully committed to this activity? Is this what I want? I am going to have only commitments in my life and I will avoid obligations. And if there are some things that come up that I probably might not normally choose for myself just because my own desires and what I consider to be pleasurable and all this other stuff, but yet my values say I should probably I should probably commit to this. I will avoid that being an obligation by changing how I think about that commitment I'm about ready to make. Well, there you go, my friend. I hope that you found some incredible value in the recording I just shared from my most recent Mindset Masterclass on Clubhouse. A reminder, you can learn more about my masterclasses and whether or not I'm still doing these masterclasses every Wednesday afternoon at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, depending upon when you're listening to this. Uh, The update about what my current schedule, if I'm doing anything on Clubhouse, can be found over at MindsetAnswerMan.com slash Clubhouse. Here at the end of the show, I have three things that I would love to promote. These are ways that I get paid. And so if you're interested in taking your own message, your own business, and your own life to the next level, I'd love for you to check out the sales page for the Next Level Mastermind. If you're a business owner or if you are a coach, somebody that's a solopreneur, creating a side hustle, looking to go full-time, been full-time, you want to do life with other business owners, check out nextlevelmastermind.info. Or if you'd like to have an opportunity to go really in-depth, just one-on-one with me, and create something massively different in your life, reach out to me about my one-on-one coaching. You can learn more about that over at MindsetAnswerMan.com or CliffRavenscraft.com. Both of those URLs will take you to the same website. Look in the menu for Work With Me, And you'll see links to the application for one-on-one coaching and also to the sales page for the Next Level Mastermind. Those are the two things that are promoted there. 
And you know what? There's another thing I want to promote, and I, I don't know how much I'll promote it. I'll see how things go. But for the last several years, ever since November 2017, I've had a Patreon account. It's $10 a month if you want to be a Patreon supporter. And you get an extra benefit. It is a podcast that I have produced every week since November 2017. And in fact, I'm looking here real quickly in my Patreon account, and I see I just recently published episode number 283, and it's titled 49 Things That I Want to Experience in 2022. So if you'd like to learn about what I have planned for 2022 and all of the stuff that goes behind the scenes. The It's kind of like an audio journal. It's a bonus podcast only available to those who contribute financially to support the work that I do in creating all of this free public content. If you want to learn more about that and you want to support the work that I do, maybe, you're, maybe you've never been a one-on-one coaching client. Maybe, you'll, maybe you're not thinking that you'll ever join one of my Next Level Masterminds or purchase any of my other products or services. But if you are continuing to get incredible value out of the content that I'm putting out year after year and you've ever felt like, man, I you know, I, I really want to support the work that Cliff's doing. The, I, I don't mention it enough. I've been doing this, like I said, for several years now. And uh, if you want to learn more and, and become a Patreon supporter, $10 a month, you get a weekly additional podcast. Plus, you'll have access to all of the few hundred, almost 300 episodes in the archives of everything that's been going on in my personal and professional life, an audio journal of all of the, these are the, these, these are the circumstances that have just occurred. Here's my action plan for overcoming this obstacle. Here are the results that I got. There have been just as many successes as there have been failures. It's all awesome stuff, things that I'm doing to transform my mindset. I talk a lot about the books that I'm reading, the things that I'm learning, the things I'm experiencing, lots of valuable stuff in the audio journal slash Train With Cliff audio program. Only $10 a month. You can learn more over at trainwithcliff.com. Until next time, my friends, and especially those who are listening right as I release this, Happy New Year. And I wish you the best as you begin or continue to create the life of your dreams. Mindset and